We had the honour of sitting down with Mikey Dredd and Ras Caleb from Channel One Sound System. Channel One is one of the most loved and well-known reggae sound systems in the world and their mission is to break down barriers with reggae music and they've certainly achieved this. They've travelled and played to new audiences, new venues all over the world and continue to do so. Our conversation with Mikey and Ras was fascinating and we delve into how it all started for them, how they've continued to build and evolve a really strong sense of community within the reggae scene and why that is so unique to a sound system event. We also discuss why reggae music hasn't broken into the mainstream, but how this is actually a positive thing for the reggae scene. It's such a wonderful episode. Rory Palmer Rowe recorded this one live at the Nighttime Economy Summit, and it gives a real insight into the history of such a special scene in the music industry. Let's welcome everybody uh, to day two. For those of you who weren't here yesterday, uh, this is the spotlight stage. We're hosting it as part of Business Keeps On Dancing. So the whole plan for today um, and for Business Keeps On Dancing in general as a podcast is we're speaking to people throughout the events and the music industry, understanding their stories and hopefully hearing some of the secrets to their success and bringing that to the wider music events community. So I'm really pleased today uh, to be sharing the stage with Mikey Dredd and Channel One Sound System. Um, we're going to go deep into a little bit of the history. Uh, but to kick things off, what I'd really like to know for someone as uneducated as myself is what would you say is the difference between a sound system and experience versus a club show or a festival? As I say, a sound system is, um, you could say, a homemade, you could say, discotheque, but in a bigger form. Yeah, because when you tend to go to a, a rave or an event, you tend to have DJ equipment where you have the boxes, you have the amplifiers, but everything like that is built by hand, by ourselves, or by a friend, or someone who's got a small company. And to present the sound system to the people is more on a family basis. Instead of it's like how you present a rave or a big event, it's more of an inviting event. You know, like, I'll greet you as brother, I'll greet you as sister. Yeah, instead of just a punter walking in, paying their money and coming in. During the event, we greet you as family. Okay. That is the main difference. Nice, quite a big difference. Okay, cool. Now we're going to wrap that one up for people like myself who are kind of fresh to this. Let's um, let's start at the beginning and go back. What was your first experiences of a sound system growing up? Well, the first beginning of sound system is um, it's always been in the in the, in the black community from since you know, our father, you know, our parents grandparents or whatever. So it's something what we've always grown up with from you know childhood. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've I've had sound system in the in the in the um, from my father the sound system in the house that we've grown up I've grown up with amplifiers and boxes from since you know from childhood. I'm sure that was killed as well. And this is so um it's something where it's it's normal to we mm-hmm. and this is not it's not something we you know it's only when we started getting older and older, you see um, piles and piles of records around the 
you know, the, we call it the, the front room, mm-hmm. whatever. And then um, that, by the, that time, is we had like the gram, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then when pop started bringing in the sound system into that, we started bringing things. Yeah. You know, so that's how we know it as. Yeah. It is. It's, so it's not something, it's not something um, um, new to new to me. You know, it's something what we've grown up, how we've grown up with. And it is. So in the in the in our community, um, sound system is enough. Mm-hmm. And, you see, and that's where you get people together. People together. Them days, uh, we couldn't. You couldn't go into a club and put sound system. Mm-hmm. You know, so you use uh, we call it blues, yeah. shoebeans. And you see, so that's how sound system really got. And that's how people in the community started to get to know one another and started to react with from one another. Mm-hmm. That's how. It, that's how it happened. That's how it started. And at what point did you have that thought? You know, I want to take over from my father. I want to be involved with this. Or was it not even a question? It was always going to be that way. No, when, you know, when you started, when you, when you, you're, you know, we used to have in my household, we used to have parties, and when it was a childhood, and when you was when you was a youth, you had to stay upstairs. There's all big people downstairs, you see. But then you used to hear the music was being was being played. And, then, uh, and that's how you start that. That's when I started getting to like music and see how they operate the sound system and the boxes and whatever. So that's how I started getting involved. Mm-hmm. And then, see, so by the time I got to school, and then, see, when you're in the woodwork class, everybody's making chairs and whatever, and making boxes. Oh, and then, see, so that's how, that's how it went got into, deep into me. Yeah. And then, see, so I wasn't worried about stools and chairs and tables and whatever. I started to make it um, um, part of so, uh, boxes and started taking it home mm-hmm. and doing a building and building a rest at home. Okay. And this is, so that's how we really, I get into it. And did your dad, like, I remember my dad used to go crazy when I used to touch his records or his turntables, you know, like scratching the needles. Was your dad quite welcoming and letting you kind of play with the system or was it off limits? And you no, had to make those, 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 those music are off limits. Very <laughs> uh, off, off limits. Don't touch those. Mm-hmm. And they say, so yeah, those, when, and when they when they go into a box, in the box, they stay closed. <laughs> you can't touch those. <laughs> and so, so, so when you start buying your own things though, that's the difference. Right. And how, um, I guess, musically, was it an inspiration or were you very much kind of hearing the records and then going out on your own musical journey and discovering your own tastes? Well, you, you, well, you, you learn because, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a teaching that what was being played then. And it's, it's, so, and it's always been new things coming up from since even when, you know, when pops are put down the sound system. And you start to hear music of your own, from you know, from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And this is, so that's how you really start to go into your own, or, and start going to work on jobs and start buying your own things. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And so when the when you kind of took over the reins of the system for yourself, you know, talk me through that that process. How did that start? And what were your first kind of shows taking the system on the road doing it? Well, them, 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 you know, when, um, um, perhaps, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like clothes, it's like, you got hand-me-downs, and they say, yeah, I mean, my big brother had it at the time, and he handed it down to me and my other brother, who's, who's got a sound system now, and, uh, Jati, and they say, so, um, you know, we took, we took it from then, you know, started playing at, you know, weddings and things like that, things like that, until we start getting a bit, um, bigger, so, the more, you, more you know, when you, you know that your sound system can become a little bit bigger. And when you hear other sound systems playing in community centers, things like that, that's where it started really um, taking off. Okay. 
Were there any uh, big learnings in those early days? Any mistakes that you made? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. The one big mistake what I made at one night to one party that was not when you string up when you string up the boxes and you put wine wine together. I didn't put tape on it. So one night there was playing, the sound system just cut off. But I didn't realize that it just came together. <laughs> and that was it. Blew the fuse at the amplifier. Oh wow. And it's, it's so but again it's a learning though. Yeah, definitely. So it wasn't just a case of plugging it back in and no, 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 no. I had to go get another amplifier and you know, all this is this. Nice. It's um you know, I was reading one of your interviews before and you spoke about it being uh, a marathon and not sprint. Um, in terms of I guess the longevity of the game. How um, yeah, how how do you kind of see that? Could you elaborate that a little bit more? Well, sort of thing nowadays, uh, majority of people want to reach places fast. Yeah, because they see other people doing things and getting to places, they feel I could do that. I could get there. But they don't realise as as Mikey said earlier on, like with ourselves, we had to go through a form of schooling before we reached to where we are. We had to know our music, we had to know the Georgia, we had to know the equipment. It's literally you had to know your art before you could say, yes, I could make it to the top. Because like nowadays, all right, everything is more instant. You know, you've got X Factor, you've got this, you've got that. They feel that you could just turn up, sing a song, and I'm a star. Not knowing that the majority of artists, DJs, studio production, everything started from school. You know, you have to start from the nursery, primary, secondary, college, university. It's just the same word. You, you know, it's a steady progress. Because usually, you know, it's just like anything. If you just spring up from nowhere, tomorrow you're gone. But if you, your roots are deep, you'd always be around. True, true, true. And I guess in terms of having those people, or to rephrase it, did you have people around you that were... It's giving you those lessons and mentoring you in both music and the work in technology, or did you have to just figure things out yourself? Yeah, because you see, the thing is, it's like, as Mikey said earlier on, it's like on the music side, like with myself, I wasn't growing up, was in the South, I was more on the music level. My parents, my father, he had his music, he said, study everything I've got here. Yeah? And it could be anything from jazz, rock and roll. Country and Western, pop music, classical music, reggae, soca. You literally have to know every genre. Because if you want to be a DJ, it's not knowing just one genre. Know all of them. Because a DJ has to have a musical flow. Yeah, Many people now only know one. And they try and stick to that. And then when, the, when you can say the tide changes, they cannot change. Because all they know is one thing. But when you know many, that's why I said you need to go to school. You study every form. Because it's your art. Study the art. And you'd always be there. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. We had Yusuf on stage yesterday. And he said that, you know, he was regularly practicing 10 hours a day. Mixing records, honing his craft, and continuing to do that, you know, even when he was back on tour. Just having that continued hunger to always be learning and be better because you don't, there's always someone 
Yeah. Well, sound system. Sound system is like years ago, people used to say bigger people to win. But when you used to want to get into sound system, they said it's like an apprenticeship. You have to learn. You have to go to school and know how to know the sound system. And this is so. As Caleb said, it's not something where a lot of sound systems that we, you can see today from the last few years. I just want to start up big. And all of a sudden, they think they're, they're, they're on the crest of a wheel because they had a hip bone sound for a year, two years. After that, when they see the, 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 going is, the, the, the way they're going is hard, they start to go down. That's so that's the idea. So you have to learn your apprenticeship yeah. and, 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 and get that straight first. When you have to, that straight first, then you have to have a passion for this business, music business. And they say, because if you don't have the passion, and if you don't have the hunger to be on, on, you know, on the motorway, M1, M6, M4, whatever it is, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, hungry, you don't have nothing to eat. And they say, you have to go back, you have to go unload your equipment. You have to have these things. If you don't have those things, you can't be sold. No, very true. So what's, uh, if, uh, someone's coming to you for advice. What's the biggest piece of advice you could give someone that wants to start off with the sound system? The, the biggest piece of advice I can get to for you to want to set up a sound system. If you want to build a sound system, make sure you know where to put it. <laughs> and it makes sense to put it in. Your, your, your parents might not want it in their house. So you have to know where you're going to put that sound system. So, as I said, people just bring up with sound systems overnight. But then, if you don't have nowhere to put it, what's the point? That's true. Where did you use to keep your sound system? And part of my sound system in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 but we started, and then, you know, by that time, you know, that's when the, you know, the lockup came around and whatever. That's how, that's how we started. Because if you don't have nowhere to store, that's the storage is a big biggest part of this this business sound system thing. Yeah. Uh, the storage is, is very is very important. And how many um, you know how much equipment is there? Are we talking what four stacks, amplifiers? Yeah, well, at, 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 what can I say with one at con at carnival years ago. Not now because everything is more condensed now. But at carnival years ago I, I used to play it out twenty two eighteens. And they say that's just the bit. Um, that's just a bass, mm-hmm. whatever. Not on the tops and everything. You know, twenty-two speakers. That's the way we used to play with them, with valve. And they say so. Everything you now condensed and speakers get more powerful and whatever. So you don't need as much now. Mm-hmm. And they say, but that's how it used to be there. Yeah. So yeah, you'd need a very big bedroom or a lockup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you know, it's a seven afternoon and or not. It's not no loom van like today. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you guys are close to celebrating, is it 40 years of Channel One? We got past that. 45 years. Congratulations, first of all. I mean, you mu- a lot has changed. What are some of the big differences and big changes that you've seen over those past four decades? People get, uh, the biggest change is just seeing people getting younger and younger. Yeah. As we get younger as well, you know. So, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the beauty of it is just seeing, you could say, you know, as Mike said earlier on, before we used to just play to just 
our own race, just the black community. And now the beauty of it is where every race, every community, every walk of life loves the type of music that we play. You know, and to see that every day and traveling the world and seeing people enjoying the music, you know, that's the biggest thing because when we was younger, it wasn't on a worldwide scale to how it is now. And now it's on a worldwide scale. Anywhere you go in the world, you can hear roots rock reggae music. People love it. There's artists, sound system, musicians. People wanted to play roots rock reggae music. When, when I was younger, it was mainly Jamaicans or Black English who was really playing that type of music. But now, anywhere in the world, you could go to Greenland and an Eskimo would be playing record too. Yeah. And that is how wide it's grown now. What do you think's been the catalyst for that? Why why that change? You know, you know, a lot of it is just the first thing was Bob Marley in a sense. You know, he was like the first reggae ambassador, even though there was once before, but on a great scale, Bob Marley was the first reggae ambassador that traveled the world. And the thing with, you could say, roots reggae music, it resonates with anybody, right? Because within the music, within roots music, there's a heartbeat. All of us has got a heart. And the thing that resonates within us is that we remember when we was in our mother's womb. And the only thing we could hear really is that heartbeat. And that heartbeat is a comfort, security, and whatever else goes with it, yeah? So when you hear the music, you hear doo -doo, doo -doo, that just speaks to your whole body. And whatever comes after that is like you're in tune to it. So to me, I always say to people, the, what I feel that people feel is the heartbeat. And then from you feel the heartbeat, then you hear the lyrics and then you hear the music. And you love it. <laughs> you, see the, um, you see the issue with um, reggae music and sound system. Everybody over, over the world, then relate to Rasta. Most people over the world relate to reggae music, them say it's the poor man's music. Reason being, you don't see reggae music being played on X Factor. You don't see reggae music sound system being played on any power TV. And you see, it's because the people like we bring reggae music to the masses all over the world. Anywhere you go in the world, you'll find a sound system. Somebody's somewhere, whether it's two bins or eight bins or 16 bins or 24 bins, anywhere you will, you find a sound system. And that basically started from here and today. And you see? So if we never carry on that trend and people say, well, it's a poor man's music because you don't see people in reggae music getting some big royalties and big rich. And okay, you might see it in hip hop, you might see it in rock, you might see it in. But tell me where you see people in reggae music on the TV getting some big royalties and big um, going to, to to you know you know these big awards ceremonies. We don't even see awards ceremony for reggae music. You don't see it. Why do you think that is? Well, as I said, they find the people. Then them say reggae music is a poor man's music. They say so. If it's a poor man's music, we need to just push it out ourselves. Because, you know, as Channel One and many sound systems like we, we won't be around forever. So we want to try and do our work 
And don't forget, reggae music, when you come to sell channel one dance, it's a spiritual evening. It's not just about raving, getting off your, your head and getting getting drunk and everything. People come to channel one sound system because they feel it's, it's an atmosphere where they can really relate to the sound system and to the, and the music. So it's not somewhere you can come here three, four, five. You one can come to a sound system session, the channel one. And at the end of the night, you had a good time. If it's just you one. That's what I, that's when I said the poor man's music. You can pay your little money at the door, buy a little drinks, buy a little food, and enjoy yourself. That's what we do it. So that's I said, when we when we don't see bigger award ceremony on you know on TV or whatever, it's up to it. We just we just take it as now. And they say it should be like that, but that's the way it is. Yeah. So we just have to just work it the way we feel it. Right. You know, and then the other thing we say, you see, reggae music, in a sense, is anti-establishment music. Reggae music goes against the whole, what, the music industry is trying to push. Yeah. So the thing is, they're not going to put money within something that is against them, against the music industry, against the government, against the whole of how society is run at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, it's the people's music. The people know what is a powerful music. You don't need the Grammys, you don't need whoever, whoever to say, your music is good. No, it's the people who will tell you so that your music is good. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you're waiting for the British Awards, Music Award, the this and that, to say it's that you're good, Right. No, that doesn't mean you're good. I see many people getting big awards and I'm thinking, who are you? I've never seen you before. Yeah, right. You've got the many hits on YouTube or or you've sold X amount of of um, downloads now. It's not no longer records. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is your music good? Does would your music be remembered in ten years' time? No. Yeah. Now you've got reggae music. That was made 50 years ago that is still played today and people think it was just released yesterday yeah music that is good lasts forever and you don't need a reward for good music that, that's how we look at it so we don't care if we get award no reward we don't get no recognition as we said the recognition is the people because when you travel the world and you go to a lot of festivals what a lot of people don't realize, the biggest festivals out there are reggae festivals. Right, attended more than even Glastonbury, than Isla White. You go to a reggae festival in Europe or South America, you got thousands, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000. But ne you've never seen it on the media. No, no. As I said, it's anti-establishment, so they're not going to show you this side of the music scene. How does it work as a sound system getting your equipment over to somewhere like South America? Mm. Is, is that feasible? Obviously, you know, you book a DJ and it's headphones and a record bag, and a flight for one. For someone like yourselves to travel to foreign festivals, how does that work with the sound system? Well, we, we travel, you know, like we, we pick up the suitcases full of music and we travel over because there's sound systems in every country. 
Okay. So what they'll do is get the best sound that they've got in the country, call Channel One and present the sound to us and say, is this good enough? And Michael will say yes or no, or add a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, like for Europe now, yes, we do travel with the sound to like France, Belgium, Spain. It's a bit of a drive. Sometimes to go to Spain, we have to put the, the lorry on a ship, sail for 40 hours, jump off in Bilbao, and drive for another 18 hours to deep south of Spain. But we do it. Yeah. We do the same to go France, we do the same to go Belgium, but Europe is easier. But to go across the Atlantic, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really expensive. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, going back to the, uh, the 40 plus years, what have been some of the changes in terms of the actual sound system itself? As technology has changed, have you made tweaks to it? Have you incorporated newer technology or is it essentially stayed the same? No, equipment is equipment and, um, you know, te um, technology is um, changed and at, this, at the same time you have to change with it. And this is so, um, but what we've done, what we've done is that we've, we've created a sound system what's got a certain style of sound. And uh, um, people, will, people will come into a, a channel one session that they know the way we play. And the way the world, the, the way I play the sound system, and uh, just like just like a lot of people, I don't like the sound too loud. You see, we can't can take this big iPod thing, and uh, you see, but I want people to come in and enjoy a just nice rolling sound, and uh, you see, and that's how I play it all the time. Because after you know forty years, who we impressing? We don't need to impress anybody with some big iPod speakers and whatever. We just need to have, a, as I said, it's a spiritual leader. So people would come and have a good spirit about them, listen to a nice song, and listen to some good show. And you see, so, yes, we work with the technology was, was there. As I said before, things has come condensed because, you know, years ago, people, a lot of people didn't know what Valve is. I used to play with Valve. You know, we used to live from big heavy valve. And see, that's what we used to play. And they say, but now everything is down to this little one new thing. <laughs> and they say, and that's where you still get the power. And they say, so, but if you can get the power of the same as well, as, as I see, as the same as the valve sound, mono sound, then that's the way we, uh, that's what we push out. Has the sound evolved over the time? Yeah, yeah, the sound is as well because it's a, we used to we used to have what we used to call quadruples and double boxes, which is big like the wardrobe, and they say until now it's come down to forty inches high speakers, and they say so you know so it's it does it but as I said it, it's not the size it's how you present that song and how it sounds like, and you know if you can get a good sound out him. And the idea of a sound system, as I always said to yourself, use is consistency. And they say, if you can get that same sound playing as best as you can everywhere you go, that's the that's name of the game. Yeah. And they say, what are some of the challenges in getting that consistency if you're playing, say, at Carnival versus at the Village Underground shows, which are obviously in the venue? 
you have to know, you have to, for one, you have to know where to position your boxes. When you position your boxes, you position your boxes a certain way that everybody's going to try, everybody's going to try as, as best as you can. And it's like a village or, you know, at Notting Hill, where we use more speakers at Notting Hill than we obviously would at Village. And they say, but if you can get that, create that um, sound, which I think we've done, created a sound on the street, then, you know, I think yeah, we, we, we've done uh, pretty well. Yeah. And are you able to recreate the same vibe or does the vibe differ, would you say? From, say, Carnival, where it's just got that natural community vibe. How do you capture that somewhere like Village Underground? The Village Underground thing is, is to, to be honest with you, most of Channel One's um, session, even at the Nottingham Carnival, is like a meeting place for our sound systems all over the world. They come over and say, yes, we're going to Channel One's Carnival because we can meet this person, this person. And at the, at the Village now, is like, a Sunday, Sunday afternoon jam, Sunday evening jam, and this is so you know once you have a Sunday evening jam, it's just like everybody just come let loose, enjoy yourself, or it's virtual evening too, and it doesn't have to be as I say, something it doesn't have to be till five six o'clock in the morning, you know once you can get a good few hours, uh, in up till you know one o'clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock, you've done your work, you've done the work. Yeah, I was speaking to some of the people that work at Village, and particularly the security, and they said that they loved your parties. You know, it was always such a good vibe, and the, the biggest question they got asked was where someone could go and get some food afterwards. And it was, uh, yeah, super easy. Yeah. So, touching more upon Carnival, this is going to be the first two-year hiatus, right? What has two years without Carnival meant for you and perhaps the wider sound system community? Well, you know... You can say first, grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chance to kick back yeah, and take yeah, start. first is rest. And then, you know, when you look at it, you start to miss it. Because it's like, I think last week I was saying to Mikey, what's happening with Carnival this year? And many people is asking. Because, you know, Carnival is like, for us, it's like an advert for the rest of the next year. Because I can't, you don't know, you don't know what media are there or which promote or, or events people. So the thing is, it's like for two years, we haven't advertised, yeah? But you still push on, even though you haven't got that big advertising two days that you could do. But, um. All we could do is sit down and wait, see what the government and the council and the authority come up Because we're waiting, we're willing to do carnival. And the people of London literally asking the question, they're coming back, what is that mean? So we're just sitting down and wait. But at the same time, we put on other events to cover. I think carnival, carnival is is something like um, I haven't had it for two um, couple of years, but every year it's like you. No matter how famous you are, no matter how good you are in song system, you're putting yourself in the shop window, and they say because it's always new people coming to your corner, people who's never been on channel one before, who might have heard them on the you know on the on the internet or whatever. 
and said they want to come to the channel, the young people, and these um, people who said, I've missed Carnival for the last 10 years, and Channel 1 is still going. And you see, so you have, you have, had, you have had people who's actually grown up in that corner, and he's uh, from childhood to big man, big woman. And this is so if you wasn't doing something constructive or good, they wouldn't return. You see, so that's why I say you always put yourself in the shop window. And the, because it's good to do it. And it's, it's like a little bit of a challenge as well. Year after year after year. Can you do it the next year? Can you do it 37 years? Can you do it 38 years? Can you do it? Well, so it's always a challenge. And this is, so that's how I put it. Is there, a, is there a point where you might see yourself stopping? Well, when these things give up, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it's time to stop it. I, think it's, uh, I don't think I can start on playing six hours again for uh, like forever. So when these things give up, then I think I'll call it a <laughs> So with, um, with the bigger shop window and not having that shop window anymore, you know, where else do you go in order to keep Channel One in front of people? I mean, you've got quite a respectful following on social media. Does that play a big part in getting the word out? Yeah. So, as we have we got Philly John Underground that now will be on every month. Everyone knows that Philly John Underground is like you could say our home. We want to find us in London, and you know, it's just to keep up on the media, keep people interested in us. You know, speak to the fans and. Just generally, do what we've been doing for 40 odd years. You know, that's it. Yeah. So, would you say, you know, a lot of people come to us with what we do at Mustard Media, they want to grow a community online and they want to have big numbers on Instagram. Is that something that just happened organically for you guys because you were just doing what you were doing for 40 odd years? Yeah, because we didn't go out looking for anyone. It's like the, the manager, Rachel, she set up the pages. The next day, you got 50,000 people and you didn't really look for them. But you know, because we've been, we've been going for so long, many people know us. So it's not so weird you have to try to get either safe band or people who like it, they're already there. You know, it's like yourself, your mom and dad would have been people who listened to us. You was listening to us in your mom's womb. And then you, you ended up coming to the session because many of the young people who come to um, Channel One session says, you know, my mom was pregnant coming to your session and we're here now. Yeah, so that's why I said you could have been in your mom's room and just coming in now because you heard the vibes while he was in your mother's room. And he says, you know what, I'm going to continue with this. So, you know, it's funny when you said advertise or put yourself out. The reality is we don't really do that too much. Yeah, because you know, it's like Rolling Stone. They've been around from creation. <laughs> Everybody knows Rolling Stone. Yeah, but you know, like when, when you've been around for a long time, it's like you don't really have to push yourself too much out into the eyes of people because you're already there. Mm. And that's it. What about the new sound systems starting out? Do they need to work harder, do you think, on social media? Or can they also rely on the fact that the music? Is has always been with them in some way. Well, I think nowadays, nowadays, most sound systems is just just about to be built or just you know being around the last five, ten years, whatever. They need the social media, and you know that's what most of them rely on. 
Because there's no social media, but um, a lot of these sound systems will, will build a sound system, but don't have nowhere to play. I see. So this and this is the thing what I'm uh, trying to tell you. Have you have? But when you build a sound system, when it's too, you know, they build it an oversized. I call it a super sound system, and they go into a venue. They want to blow the place apart, and they say, "I said that don't make sense," because you want consistency, and you want that the the, the management of that venue for you to come back again. And they say, "So it's no use blowing out these windows and you know shaking the whole building to to to, to the rocks because." It doesn't make sense. So it's something where you have to be sensible. And they say, and you play the, um, play the song. But this is just, just you know, this thing that I'm talking about all over the world. And they say, so it's something where um, they have to keep on at it all the time. You know, this is, don't forget, song system is a business. It's not something that is just like a hobby where you can just pick it up and, you know, well, I won't play it again in the next couple of months, three months' time, four months' time. That doesn't make sense until the sound system now is not like yesterday. You know, as I said, they use the social media to get where they're going. Channel one, right now we're using our lips to get where we're going. Because that's how that's how we've grown up with. Until you see, and that's where the hard work is um, is. Until you see, so you know, it's it's something it's something where any sound system nowadays, yes, you, you need you need the social media at, at a certain point. But the, the graft is where where you're going with it yourself. Yeah, and this comes back to it being a marathon, not a sprint. You've got to spend the time yeah. starting small, build with a small system, yeah. learning the craft, and then scaling with it as you grow. Interesting. What um what do you see other than that? I guess trying to be too big too soon. What are other some of the other mistakes that you see with sound systems starting out? That mistakes with um, with with sound system is, is that, as it says, they need to do their homework on the sound system, and they say because if you don't do your homework on the sound system, you might go out there and, and says says you know you got a good high power sound system and whatever, and then and then it breaks down, you see, and if it breaks down one two three times, then you're doing something wrong, and they say so you it's again this is. From you doing your your homework, if you do your homework, you know what to do and what to plug in and not what to plug in. Mm-hmm. And they say so everything you, you know. But don't forget, a lot of the um the um DJs is you know is coming with laptops and phone and whatever. And they forget about that. <laughs> and they say we play record, and, they, and that's all. So channel one is uh, and to me, when you do when you play records, you have to do your homework. And they say it's not big enough, like one million tunes on a on a on a phone, and say I can pick this big with this. People will ask you, well, where do you go with so much rec- uh, with so much records? And so, when I pick from there to here, I know roughly what I'm going to play, because I've done the homework already. And they say it's not just about bringing X X amount, whatever. So you know, it's something where you have to coming back to the apprenticeship. You have to uh, you have to have an apprenticeship. In sound system, just like you have to do at work. Mm-hmm. And who was um, was it? Your father that was your mentor throughout this? Yeah, pops used to have the sound system. As I said, when we was childhood, we used to see sound systems coming up and down the stairs and getting out to the van and whatever. So yeah, so that was that was not that was not. And they say, and then um, um, you know, um, 
uh, mom used to, you know, she's still with us. And, you know, she's the cornerstone of Channel One. And they say she's the cornerstone of Channel One. So she used to tell, tell us, you know, don't get late to the venue. Don't do this. Make sure you start out this. Make sure you sort of put on some warm clothes. Make sure you do this and all kind of things, you know. She used to look after you. So mom used to be a cornerstone of Channel One sound system. And they say it's so very important to keep them there. Yeah, definitely. What, um, just as we come down to wrapping this up now, what have been some of your proudest moments over the years? One of the proudest moments, I think, not just for song system, for reggae music, is winning the Red Bull competition. That was important because I believe we wasn't meant to be there as a sound system. I believe that because there's other genres of music here and we were the last ones to get invited. Right. When we were the last one to be invited, we said, okay, we'll see. And we, they put up up against all these big production companies, whatever. And this is what I talk about the poor man's music. And it's a poor man's music with that evening. You see, when they come that evening, and they will never get the cup till about eight months later. But we, we get we, we, we win the cup. And they see. So, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we do what we have to do. And they see. And so we're not into the big star thing. And we don't need that. You know, so we just have to just, we just want people to come to our session and enjoy themselves. And then that's, you know, we live to fight another day. And has there ever been a moment when you've thought about quitting? Well, yeah, come, I think coming down, the, coming down the motorway with six o'clock in the morning, and dead feel hungry and whatever. Yeah, that's that his couple of times. And he say, so do I really need this? And he say, but you know, when you when you go go back go go back home in the morning, go to get get some sleep, you wake up with a fresh overview. That's yeah. the fact. Nice. All right. Thank you so much, guys. It's been really oh, fascinating. Oh, Thank oh, you for taking the time. Oh, Thank oh, you for the education. And uh, here's to 40 more years. Give them. Yeah.